also known Jeez. as Bumpkin. Know, he is responsible for the for the airgasm. Yeah. Inside. Inside. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Sugar and Dread podcast. First name Sugar. Second name Dread. Yo yo yo. Yo. Um. So it's winter season. Mm. We are. We're doing it a little different. Is it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what we've got for you in store over the next few weeks mm-hmm. of winter. Uh, every episode. Um, of the Sugar and Dread podcast, we will have. Um, two guests. Yep. on the episode and uh those guests will be uh sharing a top five yeah they will be um reading a poem of their own mm-hmm. and they will be reading a poem that they love and talking about it as well um we'll we'll still we'll we'll come through and we'll frame it um if we got a little thing to say about the top five we're gonna say about the top five boys this is this is about giving you some good guests yes um this is about giving you some some christmas treats um mm-hmm. so yeah we got we got some exciting poets in store for you um yes, very much so yeah but gabriel mm-hmm. how are you fam i'm i'm good i'm i'm good all things considered i'm well you know um, my sleeping pattern is shot, but you know, we move. Um, it's, but we're in winter season, we're in winter season, which means it's darker, which means hibernation, which means sleep should be longer. Sleep should be longer. And so we are hopeful for the remainder of this season, um, okay. that the sleep will adjust itself in time for spring. Um, so yeah, yeah. How are Interesting you? Theory. Um, (laughs) yeah i am i signed back up to the gym and uh they they were like yo uh if you sign up now there's no joining fee and i was like all right cool i'll come back um and then after i did it and like um I got a notification and it was like, you have signed up for the gym. You've set up a direct debit. I was looking at it and I was like, big man, why? Like, why did you do this? Why? Like, it's cold. <laughs> I had embraced, I'd embraced uncle body. I, you know, I thought I'd, you know, I thought I'd embrace that. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Have, what's going on? Uh, also, winter, you need a little fat in winter, you know, your body needs the insulation. So I don't know, I don't know yeah. what's going on. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Um, so, but my money's not long enough to be wasting a gym membership. So I will be going. That's it. Um, but I was definitely like, rah, fam, that, that makes no sense. I don't know why you did that. I don't know why you made that choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're gonna get into uh into not our top five but um our guest top five uh-huh. and 
and the sharp ears among you may be able to tell who who the guests are this mm-hmm. week. But Gabriel, who who have we got for guests this week? Oi, 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 oi! Listen, we have Amy Aker and Jake Wildhall of Bad Betty Press. Um, Bad Pretty Press, the uh, the the label that you have your book released with. Uh, yes, Bad Betty Press is the is the publishing house um, upon which or with which I have released my pamphlet. Um, they are an independent small press run by Jake and Amy, um, which is making waves. Yeah, a big reason we wanted to have them on is because we both uh, respect them as poets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, both Jake and Amy, um, seeing Jake at, at Boomerang. Um and being like, raw, this white boy's good, isn't it? Um <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and stuff like that. But um also just they're both having co-edited um a number of anthologies together as well, and just mm-hmm. really excited to see what poems they decide to bring um, yeah. from other people as well. But before, 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 before uh we get into all of all of that poetry poetry malarkey um they're doing a top five fam yeah shall we should we uh should we get into this top five yes let's go hey i'm jake wildhall and i'm amy Aker. um and we're gonna be giving you a top five of biscuits um and i think we'd like to Thank Gabriel Carmo and Sugar Jay for inviting us onto the Sugar and Dread podcast. We're long-time listeners, long-time fans. And um, I think they just got to the stage where we tweeted them enough times that they were like, we've got to get them on and just, you know, do something. So, yeah, we're here. Yeah. Cheers. We're having some white wine. So I'm going to start off with my honourable mentions. And I just basically wanted to say every biscuit is valid. Every biscuit deserves its place in a top five. I wouldn't hate on anyone for any types of biscuits, except for Jaffa Cakes and Fig Rolls, because they are not biscuits. They are not. And Rich Teas, because they are garbage. So if you like Rich Teas, you are also garbage. That's the truth. My top five are as follows. Number five, Dark Chocolate Gingers. Borders do some really nice one. Mmm. The contrast between the spicy ginger and the sweet dark chocolate, lovely. Uh, Mini Oreos, like the ones you used to get in a tub and they were tiny because the biscuit to filling ratio was perfect and you can eat them as cereal for sure. How how tiny are these? They're They're like like, little, they're not like the thins, they're like little small baby ones. Tiny Oreos, you could eat them as cereal, they were bad. They used to come in a plastic tub like Mm this. Uh, My number three is a penguin, Uh, mostly for the reason that if you bite one corner off and then bite the opposite diagonal corner off, you can use it as a straw to drink tea through and then eat it in one go as it's melting in your mouth. Uh, Now, I just want to say that, you know, this is like a highly documented um, way of eating a Tim Tam. They're the same thing. It's, they are the same thing, yeah, 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 essentially. And, and no, they are just exactly the same, pretty much. Like, yeah. they are the same. But also, I tried to do that with a penguin one time. It didn't work. I got you tea prob- on me. You probably did it badly. I did it badly, yeah. I'll teach you yeah. how to do it. I'll teach oh, you. Oh, thanks, I, I wanted to get some penguins. 
Um, uh, number two, Fox's chocolatey around. Everything Fox's is delicious. I could have had a top five of just Fox's biscuits, but I love a chocolatey round. Um, for me, the chocolate to biscuit ratio is probably perfect. Some might say it's a chocolate bar with a little bit of biscuit. I say those people are haters. Number one is a Viennese chocolate finger by Fox's. These are my number one biscuits, and that's that's that really. That's that's so that's my top five. That's your top five, right? You yeah. finished just in time to deal with our crying daughter, although maybe she'll settle down. Um, so I want to stress at this point that um, I've I've made a decision that all my biscuits are biscuits. What I mean by that is that they're not cookies. And when I say cookies, I'm talking about hot, fresh out of the oven, American style, like Millie's cookies, Ben's cookies. I didn't want to go there because I feel like cookies, that kind of cookie is so far superior to any biscuit that you can't then, it sort of cheapens the rest of it. If you have Ben's cookie at number one, you can't have like a hobnob number two. It's just not fair. So I have, I've ruled those out. Like if it's, if you're dry and you come in a packet and you're called a cookie, then in my view, you're still a biscuit. So that's where I've drawn the line. Like some people might hate, but that's that's my practice, you know. Cool, cool, cool. I'm sticking to it. All right. So I've got some honourable mentions. Tunnock's tea cakes. Yo, is it a biscuit? Yeah, it's it, it's a biscuit with marshmallow on it. Same way as any chocolate biscuit is a biscuit with chocolate on it. What? This is a tea cake, isn't it? It's a biscuit. All right. A go, tea go, cake. Go, go, go. I don't want to. A tea cake is like a scone. I don't want to. Hold that's there. a whole other conversation. Uh, Cabris fingers, uh, Fox's ginger crunch cream. These were in my top five until last minute. I made some exciting last minute substitutions when I realised, you know, when you just realise you're lying to yourself and you're like, I think of myself as someone that just loves chocolate the best, but actually, it's not necessarily true in practice. Ginger nut is on my honourable mentions. Um, gingerbread, which you know. Real talk is a biscuit. And oh, an orange club biscuit, which I used to have either that or mint club in my pack lunch um, most days. Ginger in your honourable mentions is hilarious. I love ginger. <laughs> I, I rationed myself to one ginger in my top five because I just. A myth. I didn't, what do you mean it's a bit? You've got ginger in your top five. Yeah, but chocolate coated ginger, it's not the same. Yes, yes, so, well, look, that's why these are honourable mentions. Just shush. All right. Number five, in at number five, chocolate dipped Viennese whirls. Now, I don't know why you would include a Viennese biscuit and go for the finger, because it's it's not as good. The chocolate's on the inside, so you don't get all the chocolatey. I'm hating, I shouldn't do that, I'm sorry. You can hate all you want, but you're wrong, do you know what I mean? Chocolate dipped Viennese whirls, number five. I feel like it's Viennese, biscuit, I feel like a be. Viennese biscuit is does what shortbread does, but better. You know, oh, that sort no. of buttery yeah, melt in your mouth well, I don't thing. Want to get into Shortbread's too, it's like cake, chalky in your mouth. Don't make it, don't go, don't do that. You've made it a thing. No, I said, right. Number four. Fox's chocolate rounds. I've also had to ration the number of Fox's biscuits I've had in my top five just to give everyone a chance. Um, so uh, yeah, Fox's chocolate rounds. Like any chocolate coated biscuit is good, but there's like, like you said, it's the ratio. I'm with you on that. Like, just like you can get a full mouthful and get all the chocolate you want. It's yeah, it's very good. It's, uh, su- supreme. Yes. Now, Jake's told me because we 
did have some chat earlier that this is a cop-out. I don't believe it is. So I'm going to go with it, and I'm hoping people are going to back me up on this. Um, not on the biscuit, because you haven't had it, but on the on the principle, right? Number three are my mum's Pesach biscuits. Now, Pesach, if you don't know, is the, I guess, Jewish word for Passover. Um, and at Passover, you can't eat. There's a whole lot of foods you can't eat, including bread and anything kind of carby that rises, essentially. Um, and my mum makes these biscuits that have no flour in them, and instead they are made from ground nuts, like ground, I think she uses ground almonds, maybe? Sounds and delicious. they are delicious. And also, when I eat them, they've always come just out of the oven. So they're kind of hot. Uh, they're not cookies. <laughs> they're hot, they're nutty, <laughs> and they'll have like a sprinkling of, of sugar on top. But these are very, very good biscuits. And they're simple as well. But it's you, you forget how good they are. Like, I get hung up sometimes, and I just want all the chocolate, but... Mm. It's not always the one. So that's number three. In at number two, similar to Jake's, but I'm going to take a stand on the brand, yeah, and I'm going to go Lidl chocolate-covered gingers. Now, slight complication because they do come in both dark and milk. Um, and I want to kind of sound classy by saying the dark, but I think the truth is that the milk chocolate-coated gingers are even better. To be honest, they are true. delicious. It's valid. You it's know, valid. they're kind of they're spicy. No, they're chocolatey. Oh, they're it's so good. Valid. And the thing is, I love a ginger biscuit. Oh man. You know, um, I had As a look. I had, you've, I've had to put them in. I put them in the honourable mentions because I had this ginger in at number two, and I thought that's enough. That covers all the ginger family. You know. <laughs> Um, and then finally, in at number one, this was a surprise even to me. I sort of didn't see, I knew deep down, but I didn't see it coming. Um, but when I thought about it, I knew. And this is um, a peanut cookie. Now, when I say cookie, it's not, it's not like a, the, right, this specifically M&S peanut cookie, right? So it comes in a pack, it's crunchy. So I'm not breaking my own rule. It's, it's crunchy, but it's so delicious. And you have to have it with a glass of milk, right? Because you think, like, chocolate biscuit and tea is good, but actually peanut peanut biscuit and milk is better. Like, it's the sense of warmth and joy and, like, childlike contentment it creates in me. Like, it's just, it's just a beautiful biscuit. What? Do you know what the most wild uh, thing about your list is? What, Jake you, you didn't even need to. No one would have been like, oh, she's put cookies. You made a, a statement before saying I'm not including a certain man. And then you broke... Your own well, statement. No, this is because... Two times. You, no, no, no. Twice. What do you mean two times? No. Because you said nothing that comes out of the oven. And yeah, then you it's just not American. There. Listen, all I'm saying is, if you want to do a, a top five of biscuits and cookies, Millie's slash Ben's cookies are going to be five, four, three, two, and one. So I wanted to explain why they don't appear anywhere. Do you know what? I, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But I tell you why. Tell I don't me. think they mm. could be five, four, three, two, and one. Why? Because I think they're just too expensive. So but I'm not like really considering cake. that. I'm I'm seeing this in a vacuum where we're yeah, just yeah, looking yeah. at the kind of the quality and the joy that mm. it gives you. Um, yeah. But yeah, but, you know, because if you're going to factor in value, it's a whole other... When is your mum you making can't. me... Pacer biscuits, uh, that's what I'm Probably really sometime between March and April. Oh, is that when Pacer is? Yeah, yeah Pacer. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <It's> Pacer. 
That's going to sound really great on the on on That's podcast. That's going to sound really grating. Uh, <laughs> right, shall we do some poems? Yeah, let's do some poems. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> that is um, that was Jake and Amy's uh, top five. <laughs> A hundred percent, yeah. Uh, Amy, when you're listening back to this, know that you were you were moving very mad. You were moving extremely mad because what Jake said is a hundred percent true. No one would have troubled you if you just didn't say anything. Exactly. And then you were like, "Oh no, not the you know, not the hot cookies. You know, no Ben's cookies. Da, 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 da. And nothing fresh out the oven. It's got to be. It's from a packet. And then you've got homemade. your mom, like homemade love. Homemade pizza. What? Like how sway? How sway? Mm. I would. I need answers. I need answers. The the math is not mathing. Um, the math is not mathing. But I, I guess I can't. I can't invite people onto the podcast and then attack them over their top fives. No. Um, so let me behave. Let me behave. Let me behave. At least, at least you behave. know. At least for anybody, any listeners concerned, at least you know that Jeremiah has the same energy for everybody and not just me. A hundred percent. My vim is consistent. My vim is consistent. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. oh my gosh. Um yeah, 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 yeah. So so I so I, I run the jingle, fam. Let's run the jingle. Oh, yeah. Run the jingle. Some poems in it. <laughs> poems, poems, poems. Amy requested this poem. It's called Alanis Morissette. Small dark speck on the window, looks at me, says you are lonely. Small dark speck on the window, laughs, says you are surrounded by joy. Small dark speck on the window, stares at me how it stares. Small dark speck on the window, refuses to go away although I scrub, yes I scrub till my hands bleed. Small dark speck becomes smudge. Small dark smudge on the window, small dark smudge becomes smear. Small dark smear on the window. Small dark smear becomes window. Small dark window. Small dark window becomes house. Small dark house. Small dark house becomes me. Small dark me in the corner. Tea goes cold on the window sill. I ask Alanis Morissette the meaning of irony. Ha ha, she says and disappears. I turn my phone on and immediately hate myself. I turn it off. No, that's a lie. I have fallen down the hole like Alice. I am drink me size in my stomach. Ooh, your turn, your turn. Your okay. Turn. Are we are we talking about our poems or are we nah, just no, nah, let's nah, not, yeah. Let's just read not, them and move on. Good, good, good. I don't wanna get stuck on that. Uh so the poem of mine that I'm reading is called Ice Baby. When I hear what is happening in America, I turn back on myself. Crouch on the landing where no light falls and wait for the piglet in her sniffle to unlung. Like I know the full farmyard of her discontents and which corn snack to invoke against rainfall, I know no bailiff is coming to box me in a van. God complex me from her. 
No vested blizzard will surprise me on the dawn shift when I'm slow-eyed and putty-esque. No fat-fisted plucker will pick her from school for a fresh-painted purgatory to watch other kids crack, gnawing on chalk ends as twilight comes knocking, keeping her cry for my step. I will not exchange my biography for the role of deterrent. Her face will grace neither Twitter storm nor petition. She will not be raised by ghosts and forget the arrangement of my voice. Her fire will not be quashed under a bleeding flag, but over there they are freezing and the president is so afraid. Over there the children are freezing, the mothers are freezing, the fathers are freezing, the supply teachers, the accountants and Uber drivers and poets, the potwashers and lawyers are freezing the orphans and stepkids. Their gloves have gone fuzzy. They are layering their tights and blowing into each other's faces. They are drinking white spirit and weeping into photographs. They are avalanche. And they are the climbers twitching under vast white rock and I look only long enough to zip up her raincoat and remember this has nothing to do with us. Good poem. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. That was beautiful. Um, yeah, so that was uh, Amy Aker reading Ice Baby and Jake Wildhall reading Alanis Morissette. Um, and if you want to, uh, basically, they both they both have um, amazing collections, uh, pamphlets out. Jake mm-hmm. has. Uh, Solomon's World and Blank yes. that are both out. Um, I think they're both on Bad Betty Press, correct? Yes, they are. They are. Amy Aker has, and they are covered in gold light with Bad Betty Press. And she okay. also has Where We're Going, We Don't Need Roads with Flipped Eye in 2015. Yeah, let's go into more poems. Maybe yeah. there's, do we have a more poems single? Um, more poems. <laughs> poems. Cool. So what poem are you going to read? I am going to read Afterbirth by Claire Pollard from her collection Incarnation. Pain is lonely. It is nothing to do with goodness. The night you were born, I barely thought of love. I could not think beyond pain's edge, how it moved, shuddered, steadily through me, looting and burning, How words decomposed in my mouth to brute noise. I was naked. On all fours I was shitting. There was a lull and blood plop plopped on the floor. Was it mine or yours? It was you. A you locked in struggle with me. Mortal and writhing to be out. Then your fierce school, the cool's neck. You clambering blind to my breast, tiny beloved foe, blood splattered and the placenta slopped out fast and raw, and the pain went. We slipped its trap, we clung to each other in truce. You're safe now. I lied. I couldn't help it. Though they said you were a boy and we know what sons are for, 
They will tell you that war is the same kind of suffering, the kind you must endure to get to love our wanted world, but I do not want it without you. You can't have been made just to be unmade all these slow months, these sleepless nights, as you gnaw my spluttering breast, grow drip by drip your little fingers, your sweat, wet mouth, and death is so relentless, so grim, what use is it to you? It's mud that fills the throat, it's 3am, your warm head flops to my chest, somewhere our guns bang, a boy slumps, blood splattered, clambering blind, he cannot think beyond war's edge, and a shudder moves steadily to his mother, and the world squanders his body, it's painstaking work. So good. <laughs> so good. Oh man. Um I think it does several things that I I love. Even from the very start, you know, from like the third line, I barely thought of love. Like I think the common thing is to be like, oh, giving birth was like the best thing that ever happened. Or like people want to portray this image of of birth and giving birth as this like Heroic, well, it is a heroic act. I don't mean that, I mean, like, as this beautiful, painless, like, (laughs) moment, and it's not, it's like horrific and terrifying and like anxiety inducing. And I'm not even a woman giving birth, you know. I remember, like, when Billy was born, her, like, oh, once the birth was over, I was so out of it. And obviously, and I remember holding her, and obviously it's amazing, but at the same time, I was aware that I'm not really all here, like, I could pass out any minute, like, because it's, you've been through a war, basically, like. And I think it's in, like, through the whole collection, but in this poem, particularly the honesty, you know, like, just talking about birth in a real honest talking about birth in a real kind of honest truthful way that I don't think we always hear um often obviously women are portrayed solely as like beautiful ethereal characters um and the truth of it is that people are people you know like and birth is 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 incredibly difficult and hard like and I say that even as a man I can I know what I went through emotionally and physically is not a hundredth of what say you went through but it's tiring like just being up we were up for several hours we didn't sleep properly you know like it's hard it's not easy yeah like some a part of your something's coming out of your body that's been like a part, like it's just a lot of pain and blood and hopefully drugs <laughs> you know and like there's a lot going on you're not you're not serene yeah you know? yeah it's not like um and i think it's well something that's beautiful in this poem is the way that claire brings in like war you know, like I can flippantly say, "Oh, giving birth is like a war," but then there's also this kind of real reality oh, oh, of yeah. real war and real uh, people's sons dying, dying yeah. elsewhere, and it doesn't feel like a 
it feels natural to the poem, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't feel like a reach, it's kind of like ooh, this whole mm. idea of um, birth and mortality all kind of wrapped up in one. I think um, also for me, this this line... It, You're safe, safe now, now. I, I lied. lied. I couldn't help it. I think is like, sums up everything that is perfect about it. Like... That breaks me every time I read it. You know, you're safe now. I lied. That I is could... parenthood. <laughs> yeah, like, I've, I've got to constantly, for the next however many years, tell someone that they're fine when everything is awful. And I think uh, Claire not lying about that and being honest, like, in that line, even though she's not saying, like, without saying too many words, just saying... I lied. Like that is the complete image of the oxymoron of parenthood. Yeah. You know, and that's why I read it. Anyway, I don't want to go on too much because we still got to do. You yeah. And- All right. Well, so- the part of my reading is short. Uh, this is by the Polish uh, legend uh, Wisława Zimborska. Um, it's called Vietnam. Uh, I think this is going to be a tricky poem for me to read well, because it's kind of not a poemy poem, but I guess I'll, I'll just read it. Uh, so this is Vietnam. Woman, what's your name? I don't know. How old are you? Where are you from? I don't know. Why did you dig that burrow? I don't know. How long have you been hiding? I don't know. Why did you bite my finger? I don't know. Don't you know that we won't hurt you? I don't know. Whose side are you on? I don't know. This is war, you've got to choose. I don't know. Does your village still exist? I don't know. Are those your children? Yes. This is like one of those crazy poems where, you know, there's kind of nothing poetic about it. There's no simile, there's no metaphor. There's like, it's, it's, you know, it's a dialogue. It's like a really, really, really short play. Mm. Um, But it just floors me every time. Like what it's saying and the way it's saying it is so perfect. And I feel like you could make the same point by using lots of kind of overblown imagery and have a much more self-conscious poem. But this is so beautiful because it's so real. Oh, man. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it's really incredible, I think. I think that's sometimes that's really hard to do as well. Yeah. I think sometimes when we're writing the things that we can train or the things that we can say, how can we be better at this? Mm. And the first thing that comes to mind is being more, doing more. Mm. So like learning more words, putting more metaphors, getting Mm -hmm. better at writing metaphors. And like doing something so simplistic Mm -hmm. that's perfect is so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I think like... You know, um, 
There's this quote, and I always attribute it to Henry Rollins, but I think he was quoting Hubert Selby Jr. I think well, I think I've got this quote from Henry Rollins quoting Hubert Selby Jr. But anyway, the quote is, "Get your get your cock out of the way of the story." I can't remember if it's cock or dick or balls, and I'm assuming all of those are okay <laughs> to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I should say a safe version, just in case it's not, so I can still make the point get your get your get your genitals out of the way of the story um and it's so hard to do you know um and I do like freelance editing with poets and um one of the things that comes up the most with new writers but with writers at any point in their career um is when if you're trying slightly too hard to be poetic you know, mm. that kind of shines through and it not shines is the wrong word because it kind of can undermine what you're doing and it can make the reader very aware of you as the as the writer and as the speaker rather than the story. Because you really want people to think you're a great poet and you want to kind of say, oh, look what I'm doing here. You know, I'm doing something yeah. really clever. And that's at any point in a writer's career, it's really hard not to do that, I think. Um, and I think this uh, poem by Vislava Zimborska you know, it's all, it's all story and no balls, you know, like, and it's just, and it's so badass as well. Like, I think that there's a confidence in that as well and saying, I don't need to, you know, Mm. I don't need to talk about stars. Like I can just give you this straight and just the, the truth that it's saying is, is powerful enough. And it is. Um, Yeah. So, that's probably that's probably a good place to wrap up. What do you think? Yeah, let's call yeah. it. Let's so, call it. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeremiah and Gabriel, for having us on your show. Code um, name Sugar and Dread. First name Sugar. Second name Dread. First name Acre. Second name. <laughs> no, that's not how no, we do it. Is that how we do First it? First name Wild. Second name Acre. Because if we oh, were yeah. having a fight, we'd be called the Wild, Wild Acre. Acre. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, for sure. For nice, sure. nice, cool. For sure. All right. Um, Thank you for listening. Oh, we're open for submissions and them and there. Oh, yeah, Bad Betty Press. Bad Betty Press. That's Check us. us out. We're open for submissions. Until 31st of January. Yeah, so depending so, on when this goes out. I think they're planning over December. Oh, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. So Thank Merry Christmas. Both. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. love you. Peace Happy out. Winter. Peace, Aye. peace. Jeez. <laughs> Yo. Um, man. Um, yeah, shout out, shout out Jake and Amy. Okay, I have to, I have to speak. The poems that they read, um, absolutely, mm. absolutely, absolutely nang. Um, yeah. Yeah, Claire Pollard, Afterbirth, yes. and Vishlawa Shimborska, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Bruv, mad poems. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Those, yeah, I, I, I was like, I've listened to those, like editing and and doing all of that. I've listened to those poems a few times now mm-hmm. already, and each time I'm just like, fam, these poems are, are wild. Yeah, that's that's Jake Wildhall and Amy Aker yes, uh, yes. featuring for our first episode of the winter season series uh-huh. that we're giving to you um, here on the Sugar and Dread podcast. Uh-huh. Um, yo, 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 yo. So they gave you a top five biscuits 
Um, they mm-hmm. also gave you two poems of their own and two poems by others. Yeah, what poems? What poems are those, Gabriel? So, uh, Jake read Alanis Morissette. Amy read Ice Baby. Amy also read Vietnam by Vyslava Simbroska. And Jake also read Afterbirth by Claire Pollard. Fantastic. And um, you can find them on Twitter uh, at Jake Wildhall, at Amy Aker Poet. And for the submissions, um, you can find them at Bad Betty Press as yes. well. Um, or go to their go to their website and um all, all details and infos there submissions are open submit submit right. submit um the music that you're listening to in the background is by gabriel p jones follow us on twitter at sugar and dread yes. um yeah so uh winter season continues it mm-hmm. will continue are we telling them who we've got on the next episode or are we, are we i don't let's know keep, i don't want to talk too much that's a good question. That's a good question. Your favorite poet's favorite poet, isn't it? I don't want to talk too much. Don't That's talk it. too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Winter season. That's it. We out. Yeah. Enjoy. Bye.